Welcome to the Candid with Kibo podcast, where I am your podcast host, Chelsea Akibo Betts. On the Candid with Kibo podcast, I have the candid adulting conversations that you wish somebody had with you. On the Candid with Kibo podcast, I'm going to share a candid moment. So I'm going to go ahead and share my candid moment this week. Um, Truthfully, I hope I did not say this already, but if I did, I said what I said and I said it again. (laughs) Um, This week, I really wanted to focus on, you know, you know, during the quarantine and during the pandemic, it has been incredibly difficult to, um, or maybe it's put more pressure on relationships and friendships. And I just want to say, you know, focus on who's there and who you have um, and what you have and pour pour energy into people who win when you win um I think that sometimes uh like we overthink and we think that because you know last year during this time or three years three years ago during this time that we were close with someone so it has to be a by force thing and we have to continue this type of relationship um but you know sometimes life happens and kind of you know puts uh, some distance in between us and people and we really have to focus on like who is there Um, I know I've mentioned it on my friendships episode, but like the people that are like your confidants that can be your confidants and the people that are the closest friends to you are those that can withstand difficult seasons in your life and in their life. Cause both of, you know, both parties are going to go through things. Both parties are going to experience a lot of changes. And it's the fact that after everything, you are still there you can get up um, from your funk or they can get it from their funk and um, remember that you are still there and you're still in their corner um, and vice versa. So um, yeah, focus on the people that are there. Don't focus on the people that are not there. Um, I'm not saying that you should cut them off or anything, but don't spend a ton of time, you know, dwelling about those that are not currently in your life spend more time pouring into those that are actually there and continually prove um that they're always going to be on your team um i think that this also uh you know encompasses being present um because you're not like in the future or in the past but you're right where you need to be um and you know you'll be grateful for that uh, I got a gratitude journal from my friend Brianna and, um, every day it reminds me of something or some people to be grateful for. So, um, that's kind of what inspired that, inspired this, um, Candy with Kibo moment, um, a little bit. Um, but yes, focus on those that are there. All right. So for this particular episode, um, you know, I think that, people tend to wonder you know when you are basically ready to step into dating if you've never dated before um in addition to like if you've dated before and it did not go the way you expected it to how do you know you're ready again um of course this is inspired by my own personal life um and my i guess inspired by some of my dating experiences so um before we start the episode i want to go ahead and say that There are so many variables um, that go into determining when a person is ready to date and or ready to date again. The ones that I list may or may not apply to you as I am just sharing my thoughts based on my personal experiences on the matter. So that's my little disclaimer so that people don't think that like what I'm saying is like Bible and what I'm saying has to be true for them. Um, In determining, you know, 
when you are essentially ready to date or get back into the dating scene again. Um, I think that it's uh, super important to pray for um, the spirit of discernment. Um, For me, it's something that comes naturally or let me not say naturally because God gave me that gift, but um, it's something that I've, uh, it's one of my strongest gifts, (laughs) I guess you would say spiritual gifts, um, is to be able to have discernment um, and basically be able to read people. Um, Now, it doesn't always come, you know, the first time of me looking at someone or something, but with a few interactions, um, I'm usually able to determine, you know, is this person good for me? Is this person bad for me? And I think it gets better as I get older, to be completely honest. So discernment is going to be your key to determine, you know, who is right, who is not right. Is the timing right? Is the place right? Um, So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and talk about, you know, um, dating in general before I talk about dating again. And um, I would say that to be completely honest, um, I would say that the reasons that I wanted to date were honestly um, even unknown to me. Um, And I think that lack of reasoning, um, (laughs) the lack of reasoning follows this because I'm like, I don't know the reason why I want to date. So I'm not reasoning properly. Um, And on top of that, um, I think that created an equals for me, um, a lack of intentionality. And I'm highly likely to not have standards um, in that instance. So I say that because um, when I first started dating, um, I just wanted to date. I did not have a clear reason as to why I wanted to date, um, you know, what I was looking to get out of it, uh, you know, like, I mean, of course I knew like, oh, I guess I have a type or people that I was attracted to, but outside of that, I did not really have a real reason for dating. And you might wonder like, okay, why is that important? Like if I want to date, I could date, like nobody has to tell me what to do. Yes, that's true. Um, but if you don't know why you're doing something, um, then, you know, as you're going through uh, this season or you're going through this process, you have a lot of confusion because you don't even know why you're doing it. It's almost like going to a job and not knowing, you know, first of all, not knowing why you want to work at a place. Then when you get there, you're kind of unclear about what's expected of you and what you need to do. Um, So I think that, you know, having some ideas of why you might want to date is important. Um, For example, you want to get married, you know, it's a good reason. Um, But if you want to date just to date, I think that you can end up in some situations that are, um, situationships, let's just, you know, call it a, call a spade a spade. Like you might really end up in some situationships because you don't have any standards for yourself. You don't have any, um, you know, you don't have any blueprints to say, you know what, this is like what I'm looking for. This is what I want. Um, so that when that thing starts to happen, you can say, oh, this is exactly what I prayed for. This is exactly what I was hoping to get out of this. Um, So I would definitely say that I did not have any um, parental advice or guidance on when I first started dating. Um, Let me not say when I first started dating. I, I started dating in high school. I know when my mom listens to this, she's going to cringe. Um, But I didn't take my, I took my relationships more so after high school to be more serious. Um, So... I would say that I didn't have parental guidance on dating for cultural reasons, um, coming from an African uh, household where like my dad constantly told me that if a guy got me pregnant before time that he would kill them. (laughs) And, um, 
that my reason for going to school and you know it's my my reason for that season of life is actually to get my education um and to not get distracted by what guys have to offer or the lack of whatever they think they're offering um and it's interesting because in life coaching last year I actually learned that I did have the right blueprint from my parents by looking at many aspects of their relationship um even though they did not talk to me you know and sit down and be like hey like you know this is what dating is like or this is what you might encounter and x y and z um but so i do sometimes look at that like okay my parents had some aspects of their relationship that i really cherish and this would be amazing if i could foster this in my future relationships as well i remember um after one of my breakups like i talked to my mom um because they were aware my parents were aware of like my college um relationships um and yeah i basically talked to my mom and was like how come you and daddy never like sat down and talked to me about what I should be looking for what aspect should I look for in a man and stuff like that and my mom was just like Chelsea no one talked to us about this stuff so that's why I didn't know it's something I should talk to you about so there's there's grace in that area because I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like yeah my parents like just willingly didn't do it but a part of them was just you know out of concern like we want you to you know, pay attention, pay attention in school and focus on those things. There'll be a time for you to focus on a relationship. And I low key feel like that time would have been now, like if my dad was alive. (laughs) Um, but yeah, in my years up until 18, I did not really, I wasn't taught that. Um, and honestly, I have to attribute that to my parents, not really getting that, not really my parents not getting that talk at all. So they figured it out. And now I (laughs) kind of had to do the same thing. I also felt like the reasons of me wanting to date were pretty vain. Um, And I think that the way I looked at relationships in high school really inspired how I looked at them um, in college. Um, I think that in high school, you see people in relationships all the time. You see PDA, you see, you know, people just showing their affection um, and what you think is like love but it's not um well let me not say it's not some people have married their their high school sweethearts and it doesn't mean that they were not in love but like at 14 15 you you were alive think you're in love like (laughs) you know so I thought that like in college like when I got there that same aspect continued and it really didn't um I think there's so much freedom in college like people don't care what you're doing now don't get me wrong there are some people that are nosy or there are some people that care you know what you're doing to an extent but like like okay if you're in a relationship or you know the person you're dating doesn't go to school they're like people don't typically care and they're not like oh I'm trying to be like them I'm trying to be like them like not really um so it's like my reasons were really vain because I'm like oh I just want people to see that I'm in a relationship and maybe that speaks to another issue of you know some stuff that's under there like why do I care about people wanting to see that you know I'm in a relationship or someone's holding hands with me and stuff like that um But I could definitely tell you that when I was dating, um, you know, after high school, that I was not really like thinking about marriage. I was thinking about marriage as something for older people um, and something that I could not relate to at the time. But I just wanted to have fun. Let's just say that I just wanted to have fun. Um, So I think that uh, something that can help you determine, like, you know, if you're ready to Um, you know, while you're considering dating in the first place is think about your own goals, your dreams, your aspirations. Think about what that looks like with or without a partner. 
And I say that because your partner should help you further your dreams and help you further your goals and vice versa. Um, But if that person, um, if you're not even sure of what you want, how do you want someone to support you in your vision? So I think those things are important because it's still important to fulfill your dreams without a partner um, in the first place. Like, I'm not saying that you should be single your whole life. What I'm saying is if your partner don't come around until 35, like you should still be on your way to make your dreams happen. Um, I think that something that can help you determine if you're ready to date is, you know, what are you actually looking to accomplish with your partner? Um, for example, when you're going to um, college or you're going to grad school, medical school, you have to um, go through a process and, you know, depending on the part of academia you're going to, they'll tell you, you need to take this test. You need to do this. um, You need to, you know, have a personal statement or X, Y, and Z, and then apply to our school. When you get into the school, you know, you have to determine hmm, what aspects of these seven schools that I got accepted to stand out that will help me do like a process of elimination. Um, you know, so when you're going to school, you look at what you want to accomplish in the school and that helps you, you know, determine where you're going to go and, you know, hoping that that school will help me further my dreams because they can provide me with X, Y, and Z. So I think that is, a, um, that's a good way to look at, you know, the things that you want to accomplish with your partner. Like if I meet this type of person, you know, this is what I'm looking to accomplish with them so that we can get to X, Y, and Z together. Um, I think that a huge thing that I have definitely kind of skipped out on, uh, maybe in my later years, let me not say later years, but like my early twenties, I would say is, um, community and accountability. Um, I think that maybe in my relationships, like, you know, talking to people or trying to date after high school, I felt like I had community, but not in the way that I was not in the way that I actually needed or a way that was beneficial for my growth. Um, I would more so say in the way that I'm like, yeah, girl, like, you know, let me give you the tea or this is what's going on in our relationship, but not like, Hey, I feel like, you know, this is, this might be a red flag. What do you think about this? Can you hang around this person with me? Um, to see if you see these um, red flags as well, or if I'm tripping, or if that person was just having a bad day. You know, all of those things um, are important as well. Um, The people that you do life with to see, you know, what kind of partner are you looking for? What would you want in your partner? And is this person giving what it's supposed to give? (laughs) Something else um, to consider you know, when you want to date is think about the amount of time that you're willing to spend in a relationship. Now, for some people, it doesn't matter. I know several people based on even what we watch in the media and like reality shows and all of that, that people have been together for 10 or 15 years without getting married. And let me not lie to you. If that is what that person wants, there's there's nothing wrong with that. There might be something wrong about that according to my standards but if that's what the person wants they just want to be with someone who like what am I gonna you know what I'm saying I can't force anything I have to worry about myself now you you might think like oh the time doesn't matter and I really think that in your younger years like you being a teenager maybe even up until midway through your 20s 
you might not think about the amount of time that you're dating someone because maybe y'all if y'all were dating in high school I think that like who's getting married in high school you know like no one is um so you need to go through those um seasons together and those years are really critical because your brain is still developing you are still developing who you are your identity your personality your character your habits um but I think that in maybe your mid-20s or late 20s and you know further on the amount of time that you are willing to spend with someone matters because um some of us are not in the business to waste time you know I think that if you've dated someone for a few years let's say two years um it's kind of like a friendship like if you've been friends or with someone for two years very close friends with someone like a confidant let me not say confidant because maybe you're not a confidant after two years but you you can still be a close friend if you're dating someone for two years you've kind of um seen everything you need to see uh in terms of like what does that person look like when they're angry what does that person look like when they're happy what brings them joy what is something that are they selfless are they selfish you know have i do i know their family you know do i know their friends um do they know me well so I think that depending on maybe the different aspects, I mean, that might look different for everyone, but all of these things help me determine the amount of time that I'm willing to spend with someone because right now, babe is 26. And at the end of the day, if somebody wants to come and spend the next, you know, five or six years dating me, I'd rather not date. I'd rather, you know, do what I have to do. And that's to me at that point. Like I say, for me, it's considered a distraction. Um, if, you know, I'm giving you my all for five or six years and you don't know what you want to do. You know, you don't at the end of that time, you're kind of like, um, you know, you, you just don't know. I think that it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like. I know I have all these like visual analogies, but that's kind of how I, I process things. And yeah, it's kind of like you go into a restaurant all the time and still not knowing, you know, you can say that you've been to this restaurant for three or four years, but when they ask you what you want to eat, you're like, mm, I don't know, I'm gonna come back, you know? Um, so once you get familiar with someone and get to know their habits and get to know them, I think you should kind of know what you want to do and it works on both ends as well um because if one person is dating for the intention of marriage and the other person isn't then good luck because <laughs> that's a mess right there um keep that yeah so keep the timing in mind because respectfully it's something that you cannot get back so once your time is gone that's it um it's literally especially if the relationship doesn't work out I don't want to say it's time down the drain but in in the grand scheme of things it is it's a waste of time um if it's not gonna work um you know you're not gonna go to a school that doesn't work for you um after you've realized they can't offer you what you thought they were gonna offer you like you're gonna transfer and go somewhere else where you can get what you need and still graduate on time and not continue to waste your money or your or additional time um and, you know, something else, lastly, I would probably say, like, if you want to date in general, like, have non-negotiables that you have to keep close to you and to hold yourself accountable, um, aka, you know, I don't want to, let me not say red flags, because red flags are different from non-negotiables. Like, if you know you want to have four kids or you want to have kids in general, the number might change over time as you get older and realize how expensive they are. You might realize, I want to have two kids and three dogs. And, you know, your future partner that you meet, you might think this is the most amazing person, might say, I don't want kids. 
is that something that you're willing to, you know, negotiate on? Is that something that you're like, nah, I want to have kids. Another person doesn't, don't get surprised when down the line, you know, maybe you get married to them or, you know, that's something that continues to be, um, like a thorn in your side because this person has stated what they want and you've stated what you want and those things don't match. Um, you know, is this person mean to people? Um, does this person have bad communication? Like, are they organized? Are they, do they groom themselves? Are they clean? Like those are some examples, not necessarily my examples, but think about some things that you are, um, willing to not negotiate on because when you start talking to the start the talking phase and possibly get into a relationship like you get all googly eyed and like head over heels for people and forget that there are some things about this person that you cannot tolerate now and never will but they're so cute and they make you feel happy so it's important to establish those things before getting into a relationship um so that you can be like hmm oh yeah I forgot. I definitely did not want X, Y, and Z. So I need to think about how I want to move forward with this. Now I'm going to transition over to dating again. And I think that the advice that I've given you for dating in general could absolutely be applied to dating again, but I know there are some people that have never dated at all. Um, so yeah, that's just pretty much, um, I'm hoping that it helps in some way. I hope you, you know, when you find somebody, sort through, um, you know, the whys of everything. So, yeah, dating again is something that um, I think is really difficult. I think that after experiencing love in one area and then kind of not like, you know, that ending, it. I think one of the most scariest things is thinking about dating again. Um, when I experienced my uh, recent breakup, I mean, it's not recent now, but at the time I was like, I'm never going to date again. Like, I don't want to, you know, pour my pour my heart out to someone or give myself to somebody in a way where like it didn't end in a way I wanted. Um, and now I'm like, oh, I have to do that all over again with somebody else, you know? Um, but that's kind of overthinking and just kind of like, you know, being super and, and hyper emotional at the time. So just making extreme statements. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say it's uh, something uh, really scary that um, I thought I'd never ever be able to re be ready in that area again. But, you know, thank God. <laughs> I would definitely say that um, after a breakup that I experienced, um, I, um, I did not at all, like this was my early college years. Um, I did not dissect that relationship in a healthy way. Um, and when I say in a healthy way, like I did not have a professional to help me sort out my feelings and my thoughts, um, and what had happened, you know, what, I, what could have been done differently, things that I've learned maybe. Um, and I just did a lot of ignoring and, you know, what I thought it meant to move on at the time. I thought that like time heals all wounds. So <laughs> Y'all don't understand how much I cringe when people were like, oh yeah, time heals everything. I think that time is necessary in some aspects. You know, if you've had a dispute with someone or an argument, whether it be a friend or whomever, a family member, you might need some time to like gather your thoughts together. But time itself without any action isn't going to heal anything. All it does is it makes makes the moment more awkward or creates more distance between you and that person. Um and I think that it's important to, you know, of course, I'm pushing the idea of therapy and life coaching, but I think it's helpful because 
um, a lot of people complain about going into relationships and essentially experiencing um, or picking the same type of partners um, because you're looking there's certain behaviors in that partner that you just gravitate towards or there's some things about yourself that the same type of people keep gravitating towards so um I think it's really important to kind of um as an adult like I wouldn't expect someone in high school to do this um I although it's helpful but I know that some people don't have that resource of therapy and stuff like that at that young age um they may not honestly understand the importance of it um because yeah you don't want to you don't want whatever happened the first time to happen again or um I don't know or maybe continue your communication with that ex in a way that's just toxic if that makes sense um and that kind of keeps you accountable um I would definitely say that um this led me to prematurely look into other prospects of relationships before I was probably ready so for me I was like "Mm, a year had passed by or not actually not even a year I don't remember how much time had passed by, but I was like, okay, I think I'm ready now. Um, You know, and more so like when I was saying I'm ignoring, I'm just kind of like ignoring the other person, telling myself like, I just need to stay away from you and that will make me feel better. Um, And I could say now it's probably been like six, seven years. So like I have no beef with that person all on good terms, but um, I think that I I probably could have handled that differently. Um, So yeah. Like I was saying, um, I was I was looking into other prospects of relationships, and um, I wasn't I probably wasn't ready because the only dissecting of the relationship I had done was with my girlfriends, um, and it was just you know how you just have some people around you that are just they support you so much that like it's like okay anything we're here for you we're here for you but um, sometimes you need people to like you know put their foot up your butt and tell you like nah like this is what you did wrong or or that you know just give you a different perspective other than like kind of being your yes man um so yeah I honestly have to say that the people I even um confided with about that type of relationship like I had no business really talking about anything that much with them because they weren't in relationships either (laughs) and had actually never been um well a few of my friends had not been at the time not saying that all of them but a great majority of them at that time had not been in a relationship before so it's like why am I even talking to them about something they literally cannot relate (laughs) um but this is hindsight and the older me speaking so didn't think about that at the time um so in terms of dating again like you know consider any trauma that you're current like you're unpacking from your past or you're currently dealing with um, your feelings are more heightened in the midst of trauma and crisis, and this will absolutely, I'm not saying it might or it can, it will absolutely cloud your judgment when making decisions. Um, if you're like for me, um, one of in my like early college years, my breakup, like I um, was experiencing a lot of trauma because um, I had just lost my father and I realized that, you know, right now is not the best time i was definitely able to say right now is not the best time to be dating because i can't think straight and i you know i don't really know if i need a relationship right 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 now um because i do not want to treat anyone that i'm in a relationship like they're my dad or like a replacement of my dad so um i could definitely say i made that judgment and was like yeah i'm not about to date during this time now i'm not saying you can't date while you know you can't date while experiencing trauma but 
just be mindful that your emotions are definitely different from if you were not experiencing whatever you're experiencing. Um, and I also say the past because some tr- some things that you might experience while dating someone is some stuff about their behavior triggers like triggers behavior triggers your past and triggers trauma for you um not that it's their fault but like for example if someone had been raped or molested as a child you might be you know dating someone that likes touching you and likes just rubbing your back or touching you and those things like anytime someone touches you brings you a great amount of fear and a great amount of turmoil because it takes you back to that moment where you experienced a lot of pain so just be mindful of the past and current trauma um because you don't want to treat someone that really wants to support you or really wants to be there like they're doing something wrong um or vice versa um so yeah definitely think about um I'll also add that in this relationship that I ended around my father's passing it wasn't just that I wasn't ready to date at that time I have to be honest and say that person's behaviors at that time were were detrimental to the growth that I needed. Um, so that's kind of what helped me. I don't want to make it seem like, oh, like, because I experienced a great loss, boom, the relationship was over. It was just a culmination of other things. But what I will share is that, yes, that person's behavior wasn't helping me. Um, I think that it would have taken me into a darker place. So, um, yeah. I think that if you have a romantic partner and they're able to be super supportive in your times of despair and your greatest moments of need, um, that speaks well, you know, that speaks, um, that speaks volumes on their part, but if they can't be there for you, like life is not just all about wins. There's many losses. And if a person cannot stand by your side during that time, then yeah, (laughs) just try and think about, you know, where you want this to go. Cause yeah, life is not just about your happy days. It's about your down days too. I have to say that um, in in trying to decide, you know, when is the right time for me to date again, um, the younger the younger Kibo like did not know what I liked to do for fun, and I had no idea who I was. Like I just did things because I thought they were right, but not because I necessarily wanted to do them. Um, so take some time and like. I said this on my last podcast, but date yourself. Like, you know what? Take your, go hike. Like maybe not go hiking. Depends. Cause you know, as a woman, you might go somewhere. As I know my men listen to the podcast. They can hike in, at midnight, but as women, we cannot just go be like hiking everywhere by ourselves. But like, you know, yeah, go take a walk or go do something where you find out like, this is what I like to want for fun. Um, because when that person comes around, you guys will, you know, essentially have fun together. Like I, I really like roller skating. So it would be nice if my future partner, um, can skate. It's not like a necessary or like a non-negotiable, but I would absolutely like, if I have fun by myself skating, then imagine how much fun I'm gonna have if me and my partner are skating together. Like, you know, it just takes things to another level. So a lot of the things that I just shared comes from the perspective of not, you know, not having those tools to professionally sort through my feelings about, you know, um, why the breakup happened or quote unquote trying to experience closure looking into other relationships before time and thinking about the trauma triggering behaviors um clouded judgment and like you know not knowing what i like to do or who i was outside of the relationship um i would say like some time ago maybe over a year plus i don't remember the exact time or date but 
Um, I met with a friend um, for brunch and they are five years older than me. So at the time she was 30 and she basically just said, you know what, Chelsea, like, you know, in this year of 25, get back to yourself. She said that someone gave her that advice. Um, someone gave her some good advice at 25. And if she was going to give me advice being, you know, like her little sis, um, you know, she was like, get back to the things that are you. And I really feel like I took that and ran with it because sometimes we need people to just kind of reinforce that, like outside of a relationship, you are still an individual as well. And you still have things that you want to accomplish. Um, I felt like outside of my last breakup, I absolutely had all of the tools and resources to help me navigate these things. So that's why I highly encourage if you can, (laughs) um, like I'm going to continue saying in this um, podcast, like these are my personal life experiences. Um, I don't think there's a a copy and paste uh, approach to relationships or dating. Um, But I think there are some things you can learn from other people and you can learn from their mistakes and you will still enter into a relationship and and make mistakes and still be human. Um, but yeah, the advice of others can help. Um, and I, I see the difference in myself from, you know, be, me being like 19 to like 24. Um, the two breakups I experienced at that moment in my life um, was just completely it's like two different people. Um, one just trying to figure things out on her own and the other one like, you know, walking in my truth and knowing exactly who I am and exactly what I have to offer the world. So um, highly recommend that, you know, at the the ending of a relationship that you take some time for yourself and figure yourself out um, before jumping into the next thing. And also, most importantly, what I feel should be happening during this time is you healing. Um, you know, usually when two people experience a breakup, at least one person feels broken, maybe both. Um, but parts of you feel like, you know, they're ripped away, uh, torn up, you know, just a lot of hurt and pain. So it's very important that you find a way to heal um, in a healthy way during this time. Um, I think when trying to decide if you want to date again, like get a clear understanding of why your previous relationship ended and, um, and that's what I was talking about earlier about this dissecting the relationship, but actually have a clear understanding of why your relationship ended and accept responsibility on your end. Now, I'm going to say this like in a big, I wish I could say this like in a big disclaimer, but like this does not need to be done with your ex. Um, and I say accept responsibility because it's, it's, I don't want to use the word never, but it's not always one person's fault it's not always one-sided it may come off that way but guess what you have responsibility if you allow this behavior to go on for you know x y and z amount of time that's why i say you have to accept how you um we like we treat we teach people how to treat us so you have to acknowledge like i allowed this person to treat me this way for for so long um so i'm going to accept my responsibility because Sometimes, you know, you might tell somebody like you might say to someone, man, you lie so much. Like, I do not like your partner. You might tell them they lie so much. It's just not something you can handle. However, if you put up with it for three, four or five years or two, three years, then the person and, you know, they're like, well, clearly you're okay with it. So, like, why is it a problem all of a sudden? You know, you have to accept that you allow that to happen because if you didn't allow it to happen, you would have made a different decision or you would have been out of there. 
Um, so yeah, I think that this is one of the biggest things that people miss out on doing and <laughs> you can end up in another, like <laughs> situationships and yeah, you could just end up in a lot of different, um, maybe unwanted situations or yeah, circumstances because you don't even know why your relationship ended. Like if maybe you had a conversation with the person, um, but you're still not clear on things and it's affecting your literally your very next move um so yeah I think that um yeah the reason why this doesn't need to be done with your ex is because like it could just be a series of unending conversations and it doesn't help you get anywhere it might even bring more confusion they have to accept responsibility on their end and you have to accept responsibility on your end you can't force them to do that um so I know I've talked about this before on my podcast about really, uh, friendships as well, but y'all, people cannot give you the closure you need. Like sometimes you have to accept the apology you will not receive or like in an instance that it comes really late after you've probably closed that chapter and like moved on. Um, I think that that was something that I struggled with in um, <laughs> an early uh, romantic relationship like in college was just thinking that like after the person and I broke up that like we had to keep meeting to have closure and like I'm like okay I'm gonna just go over there one last time um to have closure and um hmm, it could be dangerous to do that <laughs> for several reasons but I would definitely say that you might think you're getting closure but it's a circle you just keep literally like turning in a circle because you're not going anywhere um and then like some people as like we're humans we are flawed we just don't like to admit when we're wrong or we don't want to yeah we don't want to accept any responsibility so as you're trying to figure out how you went wrong on your end or whatever the other person might not be open to that it might not be in a space where they're handling the relationship at the same pace that you're handling the relationship um, and I've definitely come to find that out. Like, I feel like women process things a little bit quicker or a lot quicker than men do. Um, so yeah, let's say three months down the line, you know, you, you think that you're in a good place, you know, you're trying to figure things out. Now, let's say you want to go have this closure, this same realization that you had with the other person, the other person has not even started to unpack, you know, anything. They just know you're, they're not in a relationship anymore and they'll get to those feelings when they get to those feelings. Um, so yeah, you don't, just because you, you broke up, like y'all broke up obviously at the same time, doesn't mean that they're handling things at the same pace as you. Um, and closure, like I said, because closure is not something that people can give you, like you have to give it to yourself. Like when you decide you've dissected this relationship, um, preferably with a professional, if not, you know, do you, <laughs> um, but once you've discovered like the whys, the hows, you know, how it could be prevented again or what you would do differently, that's that's for you. You don't have to share that with people. You don't have to share that with the person that might have, you know, you might have experienced a lot of hurt from. Um, yeah, because they can't give you what like they can't give you what you need you know, any longer or else you would have still been in a relationship with them. Um, I also think that the emotions experienced after a breakup are very comparable to the process of grief. Um, and I say that cause I've had a lot of, I mean, I've had family members and a parent, you know, pass away. So at the end of the day, I think that the, the stuff I felt during that season is very, <laughs> I would very much compare it to a breakup. 
um, you know, during a breakup, you feel like, why me? You know, you go through um, the depression, the anger, the grief. Um, I don't remember. I think it's that, like the acronym, but all of the emotions you experience when you lost a loved one, um, acceptance, all of that. I think that I've experienced um, during those painful times of breakups. Um, and you feel like sometimes you might feel like you want to die. Like you just don't want to be here anymore. Just like, why is this happening to me? Why am I feeling this? Why do I care so much for this person? They're not here anymore, even though they're still alive. But I, th- I think that that goes to show you how serious breakups are. So it's really important to, um, sit with them for some time before deciding that you're ready to date again. Um, if you jump into a relationship, you know, and you have not, if you jump into a relationship and start dating again, without really addressing the past it's kind of bound to happen again or you probably can hurt people um that have nothing to do with your past hurts because you treat them like how you're you treat them in a way that you were treated in your last relationship or the hurts that you're carrying from that relationship you are taking out on them and they have absolutely nothing to do with it um and you might end up wasting their time because they're like dang i didn't know you had all this like unsorted baggage we all have baggage but like you need to sort through your stuff so I went ahead and looked up the acronym um, for grief when you lose um, a loved one and it's DAVDA, not DAGBA. <laughs> um, and it's D is for denial. The first D is for denial. A is for anger. B is for bargaining. D, the second D is for depression. And the second A is for acceptance. So I think you feel all of those, if not more, um, after experiencing a breakup. And if you don't feel those things, um, part of me wants to say that it's still okay. But the other part of me wants to wonder like if you love the person or not, because <laughs> maybe if you didn't care about them, you won't feel these things. But I digress. So lastly, I basically try to like do a Google search about, you know, when is the right time to date again? And some questions that came up from, I, I'm going to insert the link in the podcast description. But some questions to consider for yourself, um, you know, when dating or trying to date again is, have you recovered from your past losses? Are you willing to realistically look at your marketability? So like I was saying earlier, like, what do you have to offer in a relationship? Do you know yourself? Like, do you know your character well? Um, Because somebody could come along, but like y'all have to have, it's a give and take. So that person's going to offer you something, you're going to offer them something. Um, are you truly out? Are you truly open to the possibilities that you have? So are you saying that you're open to dating, but like when the opportunity opportunity presents itself, you realize you're kind of closed off and not ready. Um, are you maybe on dating apps? Are you, um, I don't know, doing everything when it comes to putting yourself out there? Like, do you feel like you're ready? You're ready to do it. Um, and are you feeling good enough about yourself to go back on the block? Uh, I have to definitely say like, you know, if you don't feel good about yourself, I think that a relationship can, um, actually maximize, I don't want to say minimize, but actually like, well, let's say expose, you know, your insecurities about how you feel about yourself. So, um, you know, cause you'll probably wonder how do people, you know, look at me or like, if I don't feel like I'm worthy enough, you know how does that translate into a relationship when you don't think you're worthy enough for yourself? How do you think you're worthy enough for the other person? Um, so yeah, I think that with saying all of this, you know, dating can, you know, be both scary and exciting. I think as long as you're clear on why you want to date, that's a good first step. 
Um, it's helpful if you have a friend whom you can trust to discuss the process and bounce ideas off of. Um, I say friend because like you don't, I think that when you first get to know someone, uh, telling a ton of people can can be detriment. Telling a ton of people before the right time can be detrimental before it's good. Um, of course, these should be trusted people, but just the amount of people that you tell because you might like be talking to someone for two or three months and then um let's say it's even a month and like you you're telling everybody like oh my gosh I think we're about to be in a relationship and you done told 10 girlfriends and then the next month you find out it didn't like it didn't work out now you're like they'll be asking like hey girl how are you and Josh or how are you and and David and or they're asking you as a guy like how are you and you know Gabby or whatever and it's like, ooh, like you had to explain a lot. So try to solidify things, you know, keep your circle small when you're first um, trying to figure out like if you should date this person or if you should be dating again um, and then like go from there. So I actually would have to say that I think the reason why it's important to keep your circle small when you are just getting to know someone is because of the amount of opinions. I would say that even matters more than like the explaining that it didn't work out like that's fine but I would say if you have seven friends that you're telling about not just telling but like asking for advice getting feedback do you think there's red flags and stuff like that um that's a lot of opinions so I think that you might be confused for a person like for me (laughs) I talked about it in like being the strong friend um podcast but like yeah for me when I'm telling someone something I'm usually telling them to listen um very very rarely asking for their feedback um and I understand that when you're getting into a relationship you might want some feedback but you have to think about what what areas am I actually open in like if I ask seven people and give me seven different responses on top of what I'm already thinking like it will absolutely influence how you think so you have to be strong-minded in that area It's, it's it's a super scary process but I think that community makes it um community makes the journey less difficult and especially if you have that the tool in your tool like a a tool of um, therapy or life coaching to just really get that professional opinion and non-biased opinion about you know your moves when it comes to that um I have to say that you know being in a few relationships myself and recognizing the people around me who've been in relationships like it absolutely can change you and um you want to be clear on your why before just jumping into something because everyone else is doing it if you feel like right now this is grind season you try and get your money together you're trying to establish yourself before you know deciding you want to kind of be responsible for someone um and I say responsible because when you're married like yeah like you're gonna y'all might cook for each other y'all might you guys will do things for one another if you feel like you can't do those things for yourself and you're not in a position to do that for someone else that's okay there's nothing wrong with you because you decided to do that and you decided to take a step back and wait until you're ready so I hope that you know these um these tips and some of my personal experiences have you know have been able to help you or will be able to help you decide like you know when are you ready for a relationship so just remember like I said a million times this is not a wrong or right way to do things this is based on my personal experience and I think that um yeah no one else can determine how there's no date there's no oh after being in a relationship and experiencing a breakup uh, three years is enough time or six months is enough time like it's a case-by-case 
situation. Some people are ready to date three months after or whatever, depending on the type of um, problems they experienced in their past relationship. It might not be something they have to spend a ton of time unpacking. So think about that for yourself. There's no definite amount of time except for when you're ready. And also when you're open to the idea of, you know, opening up yourself <laughs> to being vulnerable, to be completely honest and, you know, experiencing something new and giving a part of yourself to someone in the hopes that they give a part of themselves back to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Candid with Kibo. If you enjoy this podcast and you're not subscribed, subscribe on whatever platform that you're on so that you always know when a new podcast is coming before I announce it on my social media. Also, share this with your friends, your family, rate this podcast if you have not already. We're all students in the game called life, and in order to do it with ease, we need to seek out the most information we can to master it. As I'm having these candid moments with you, take a moment this week to get candid with yourself. As always, I could be found on social media at Candid with Kibo and my personal Instagram page, Kibo Betts, K-I-B-O-B-E-T-T-S. All notes will be linked below in the show notes in the description. So if you have any questions or concerns, you can follow up there or send me an email to candidwithkibo at gmail.com.